the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. The segment's brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a business that deals with cashiers or checkout, you might want to take a look at their system. It's a self-checkout system that uh, Walmart, Home Depot, and Costco uses very efficiently. Don't have to do it with every single cash register, but it might help the consumer get in and out of your facility in a timely fashion. And that's one registry you won't have to worry about, you know, putting folks into. So give these guys a call at 800-540-2149. Talk to the team. They'll come to your facility at no charge. Take a look. And if their equipment fits and will benefit your business, then it'll be a win-win all the way around. And one of the great bonuses, you get a seven-day 24-hour day service whenever you have an issue with it. you don't. It's not a 9 to 5. I mean, the team at Southwest, they want to make sure that if you're open, they're open. So give them a call, 800-540-2149. All right, also hot rods and custom stuff. If you're building a hot rod or you want to buy a hot rod or maybe just looking for parts and pieces or somebody to service your hot rod, hot rods and custom stuff is a one-stop shop. 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Go to com. Take a look at the website. Phone number 760-745-1170. Nobody treats you better than hot rods and custom stuff. All right, I was on the phone with Carl DeBoyer. He's a Ghibli, uh, Maserati Ghibli brand manager. We were talking about the holiday that the Ghibli is, is uh, celebrating. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, you know... You may not be aware of this, but Maserati Ghibli is 55 years old. I mean, that's mind-boggling to me. But Carl DeBoyer, he's the Ghibli brand manager, is on the line. Carl, are you having a big birthday cake for this car? Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's it's a huge milestone. It's very significant, and it's, uh, you know, 1966 was an important year for the brand, and that was, like you said, the launch and the announcement of the Ghibli uh, at the Turin Auto Show. Uh, it was this gorgeous two-seater coupe, Gijaro designs, um, absolutely incredible for the time. So, yeah, we're we're excited about it. Well, you're you're absolutely right, and and that car has done nothing but improve year after year after year. Consumers love that car. I can't tell you. Every time I run into a, an owner, you know, they just grin from ear to ear. I mean, it has really, really, really uh, hit the mark for, for a, a Maserati enthusiast. And, and I have to use the word enthusiast because that's what a Maserati owner is. Don't you agree? Uh, absolutely. Our, our clients are extremely discerning in, in what they're looking for for a car. And that was the case 55 years ago with the Ghibli uh, when it was announced, and that's the case today. They're, they're looking for a beautiful Italian-styled um, and performance-oriented luxury sedan, and it's exactly what the Ghibli delivers. And uh, we'll, we'll get more into the lineup, I, I'm pretty sure, here later, but, uh, but just talking about the 55-year significance, I mean, that was... Uh, in 1966, it was 52 years after the founding of Maserati. So that's that's another thing that our clients absolutely love is that we have such a rich history 
um, in the automotive space since 1914, since the four Maserati brothers founded it, uh, we've been around. So uh, that's an incredible milestone in and of itself. And then to have 55 years for this nameplate, uh, again, just uh, our clients love the modern iteration just as they did uh, the 1966 version back then. And I love the fact that you've stuck with the Trident throughout the whole, you know, the whole time, which, you know, when you walk down the street, and you, if you're maybe are not familiar with the car, but you know that Trident, you know the grill, you know that grill, and it's no doubt it's Maserati. So let me ask you this. Are you doing anything for the 55 years? Are you going to throw a couple limited edition cars out, special badging, or are you just celebrating 55 and moving on? Well, 55 years is a significant milestone, and uh, right now, actually, arriving at dealerships as we speak, Dave, is the Aftributo Limited Edition. So we actually have right now uh, available on both the Levante, our SUV, and then also the Ghibli models, we have this limited edition that we're producing. Um, it, it really celebrates uh, not only the significant milestone, but it celebrates uh, our rich racing heritage and our racing history, our, our involvement with motorsports uh, as a brand, as the Trident logo. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's in our DNA. So that's, that's what we're doing. We're bringing to market this incredible limited edition. So correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sort of a – I love history. I love reading the history of, of the auto industry. Didn't Maserati start racing first and then start building uh, uh, production cars for the public? That's right. Yeah, so in 1914, we were founded by four brothers out of Bologna, Italy, um, and took a while for them to uh, to get started, but uh, they kick-started the brand uh, with their first race, the Targa Florio, on the island of Sicily in, in, Sicily in 1926. They won their class. So they came right out of the gates with the Tipo 26 Maserati, won their class, and then continued. I, I mean, the rest really is history, as, as they say. Uh, in the early mid-50s, uh, we went to Formula One racing with Juan Manuel Fangio, Sterling Moss, uh, De Felipe's. Uh, so an incredible history there in Formula One. And then even... In the American sphere of racing, with the Indy 500, we had back-to-back -back championship wins as the first Italian manufacturer to do so. Um, so it, it's an incredible racing history, and, and you're right. We, we started with the racing, and after that came the production vehicle. So it, it's truly in our DNA, and that's, um, that really is the genesis of everything that we do as a brand. It's, it's performance-oriented, and then... Um, also luxury focused for our discerning clients. Well, I tell you what, you know, and a lot of people may not realize you're still involved in motorsports. I mean, you don't do a lot of advertising. You're kind of in the back, but you're just kicking, you know what, out there on the track. And, and that's what, and that's just kind of Maserati's. You know, that you don't have to say it. You just know it if you're an enthusiast. Yeah, and it's it really is a uh, – we've put up a lot of wins. You know, it's hard to say uh, humbly, but with the MC-12, for example, uh, in 2005 to 2010, during that time span, uh, the vehicle, the MC-12, wrapped up 14 different championships, from teams' championships to constructors' and drivers' championships. Um, and that's that's very recent history. Uh, now we've we've launched the MC20, the uh, successor, if you will, to the MC12, uh, this incredible supercar for the modern era and, and for our new era of Maserati's, uh, you know, audacious future. Um, we've made the promise to the world to return to racing. So it continues on, and like you said, it's you know sometimes it's in the background, but uh, but when you really look at these statistics. Um, and, and the famous race car drivers that we've had under the Trident logo. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible what the brand has done over uh, more than a century now. Isn't it? I mean, when you, you know, today most kids may not know who Juan Fangio is, but, you know, us older gentlemen and ladies, we do. And it literally gives me goosebumps. And I'm sure it does for you, too, because, you know, back then he was a race car driver. 
just like a whole lot of other ones in that crowd. And can you imagine strapping a helmet on back in, in those days and going out and driving the speeds they did with virtually no safety features? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling what, uh, what they were able to achieve back there. So that's, you know, and, and getting into this limited edition that I mentioned, the F Tributo, um, in the name itself, F stands for Fangio. So it's a tribute to the famous drivers that we've had in our past. And then Tributo, Italian for tribute. So it's, it's really a tribute to our racing heritage and the drivers that we have. And, uh, the, you know, the, the results were nothing short of, of stunning. Um, I mean, Formula One championship wins, uh, incredible races um, all across the world in the Maseratis. And, and the F Tributo really focuses in on the 200 or 250F, which is one of the most famous racing cars of all time. Um, but especially for Maserati, it's, it's significant. So that the red and yellow color scheme that you see in that classic racing car is what we've tried to carry over in this limited production series. And so uh, on the Levante and Ghibli, it's offered in this bright blue with yellow accents or bright red with yellow accents. And really it's a tribute to um, the racing color of Maserati in the past. And then the blue and yellow color scheme is a, is a tribute to Modena, the, the flag of Modena, where we make our modern uh, headquarters home. That is just – and, you know, another trivia, a lot of people think that red is Ferrari. No, yellow was Ferrari back in the day. That was their color. That's right. still, on, still on the badge, on their fenders. But everybody thinks Ferrari had, like, ownership of, of red – where in truth, Maserati had it. So yeah, I know. I, I love I love history of the automobile. I read like nobody's business. I am definitely going to get uh, some cars. I haven't been in the Levante in a while, and that's another car we can call back and talk about. And if any of your motorsport side of it, because I do a motorsport show as well as a general automotive show, I or talk to you. You're very knowledgeable as well, and I would love to expand more on. The 2022 series, what are you guys getting into? And I know you're going to think this is crazy, but whenever somebody calls in on my motorsport show the weekend before a race, I've got an 80, what, 87% that they win. I'm just saying, you never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, no, happy to uh, happy to do that, obviously. Great. No, it's it's a fantastic history, and so there's there's lots to talk about, especially with the Maserati brand. So um, we can yeah do an hour. We can do an hour show, but unfortunately, I'm out of time. But call. It's just you know, I can tell you're a true car enthusiast. You haven't stopped smiling throughout this whole interview. And that's the whole goal of me doing interviews, and I look forward to talking to you. I'll, I'll reach out to Cass, and we'll set up some more stuff. And then how I find out about you, I'm on your media list, so whenever I see something exciting, I usually will reach out to you. But you're more than welcome to reach out to me anytime you have news that you'd like to get uh, on a station that we're podcasting around the world, plus we're uh, 50,000 largest in San Diego. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've uh, we've chatted before about the Ghibli Trofeo, so I'd love oh, to yeah. do uh, do a special section on that as well. Yeah, look forward to it. I'm always looking for content. All right, Carl. Thank you Perfect. very much. Have a wonderful week, and uh, hope to see you on an event one day. All right. Thanks, Dave. Take care. You too. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service right there at 7633 Elkhorn Boulevard. They are a full-service facility, and they do classic cars one at a time. So check them out at Express Auto La Mesa. Uh, Express Auto Service La Mesa.com. That's Express Auto Service La Mesa.com. Or you can call them at 619-463-1484. It's where I take all my cars. They do an excellent job, family-owned and operated. Really, just really a great, great group of guys and girls working at Express Auto. All right, we got Kristen Barclay on the line. Ooh, she's in one of my fun little cars, Kia K5 GT. That's a fun little car. Yeah, um, it's it's 
good to see, you know, we keep talking about how uh, brands are transitioning to more SUVs and trucks and sedans and, and um, cars are kind of getting phased out. Kia is taking a little bit of a different approach and mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know, we know that our customers want options. Um, the sedan is an option that our customers want. And so we've got this K5 that we're going to offer to uh, to keep our, you know, brand loyal customers and possibly even new customers interested in us. Um, so it's got a great design. It incorporates some of the, the Stinger design features. Uh, this 2021 is longer, lower, and wider. I think it's about two inches longer, um, which doesn't sound like a lot. It's not, you know, like it's it's going to really change the uh, ability to park or anything like that, but um, changes the, the ride quality just a little bit and certainly the way it, the appearance. Um, it's got a very kind of sporty look to it. Uh, there's five trims, so you can get an LX, an LXS, the GT line, the EX, or the GT. So the starting price at, at mine, you know, it's the higher end, um, is 31090 and the one that has driven was 35705 out the door. Um, but, yeah, you know, a neat little sedan that's um, affordable. I'm not sure about the name. I guess it was formerly known as the Optima. Um you know, I, you and I've talked. I, I I never like it when a um, when an auto automobile maker takes a uh, a letter and a number because to me it's kind of alphabet soup and I get lost. I, you know, I I like car optimal. What was wrong with that? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's whatever. I like the. Have you driven one of these recently? Yes, I have, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I, I'm a big Stinger fan, to be honest with you, and I I didn't think I was going to like the K5 as much as I did. You know, and you know, one of the things I really liked about it was that shifter knob because mm-hmm. um, it just it kind of fit to me, fit the personality of the car. Um, so many uh, automakers now are you know either putting the shift on the uh, that or you know just push buttons, or they're giving you a uh, um, a round knob, a dial. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the fact that this it, to me it kind of had it gave it a little bit of a a sporty personality. The fact that it had that aircraft type shift knob. Mm-hmm. Um, Powered by a 2.5 liter turbo with a uh, with a dual clutch transmission. Um, the only thing I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this when you were driving it, is that when you were going fast, it was good. When you you know you were accelerating, you were on the highway, everything's great. But I did notice that it seemed to downshift a little slower um, when you were kind of going through the suburbs um, and maybe changing gears. It seemed like it would kind of catch sometimes. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Or, I, I noticed that as well. Uh, so then I just put it in a sport and I took care of that. There you go. There you go. And, and you know, it'll go zero to 60 in 5.8 seconds, yeah. which you don't tend to think of, you know, you don't tend to think of, all right, how oh. fast is my sedan going to go zero to 60? Um, so, but for whatever reason, uh, my son and I actually, we hopped in this car, you know, we've been having car troubles, personal car troubles. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we had to run over to the dealership to pick up my husband and my daughter and for whatever reason, you know, my son gets in the back seat, and the first thing he goes is, Mom, is this a sports car, or is this just a sporty-looking car? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's a good question, buddy. I'm like, it's not a sports car, per se. I'm like, it, it's just kind of sporty. You know, so we looked up, because he was like, well, will you look up the, the 0 to 60 time? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm quoting that. So we looked it up, and he's like, that's pretty powerful. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, buddy, for a sedan. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's, a, it's a sports car. For somebody that needs four doors is kind of the there way I looked at it. I mean, yeah, you really want to have that two door if there was ever going to be another two door. And but you got kids and you got the family, but yet you still want to go out and have some fun and not all the time, but you know, if you need to pass somebody or just get on an on ramp. Yeah, so I kinda of call it the four door sports car. You uh, you know, so for my my son, right, he's eleven. When he says sports car, he's kind of thinking like track ready yeah right so i you know i got to make that distinction he's also thinking like over 400 horsepower um you know but we were you know for the weight and the size of this vehicle to have 290 horsepower i mean that's almost overkill it's more than enough yeah yeah. um so yeah and i like the um the fact that i could put my phone you know i had this drop-in design wireless smartphone charger i really wish that as cars are um, evolving, that they'll continue to find places where your phone will fit, even if it's in a case, because I've got a big case on mine. Yeah. Um, because the worst is when you're driving and your phone is going 
back and forth like a ping pong ball as it shifts all over the cabin of the car. Well, um, I'll tell you what's worse than that. And that's uh, these vehicles that you take your phone, you rope in this little door, you put your phone in, and you close the door while it's charging. You leave your phone in the vehicle all the time. I want, and I like that where it's just like a slot. You just drop your phone in it, and it charges it up. I like that. I don't like the the hidden, because I've had a, a vehicle this week, and I've had to I can't tell you how many times I've had to go back out after tearing the house apart looking for my phone, realizing I never took it out of the car, even though I would swear on a million dollars that I did. Well, yeah, and you know what the worst part of that, too, is, like, if it has one of those, you know, kind of hidden things, like you're saying, like where the, it closes over, if it also has to be plugged in, because a lot of those, too, have to be plugged in. It's not wireless. Yeah, this was wireless. In, this was a wire, okay. Yeah, this was a wireless feature. And, like, I've got a Raptor right now. And it, it kind of lays at an angle in the center console. You could close it or leave it open. But there's no light or there's nothing on the dash that tells you your phone is charging. You just have to put it on there, wait a second, and then when the screen comes up basically saying it's charging, then fine. But that, you know, but I mean, we're just being nitpicky now. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, I recently had a vehicle, though, that had the hidden thing and it wasn't wireless, so you had to plug it in. Oh. Uh. And so it kept catching on the cord. Like, there was no real weight where, you know, like, the uh, cord kind of had to stick yeah, out, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so that was, I'm like, I don't like that. That's kind of, I don't know. Well, see, um, my, I think everything my, should be wireless from yeah, now on. Exactly. And my problem is I've got one of those uh, backup batteries of Mophie, uh, and I've got an iPhone 8, so it's a little on the heavy side. But I've not had any problem charging the radio, the phone, and the and the battery on any of these wireless. In fact, I can't remember. And I can't just plug this Mophie into any car because it has its own dedicated plug-in, which if I'd have known that, I may not have gone this route. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Cause, yeah. Because now well, you have to have a decide. dedicated line. You got to go look for it. What did you do with it? You know, that thing. Right. A lot of the style and size as well, too. Um, you know, this K, uh, the Kia K5 that I was driving, it's got standard Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, which, right. you know, for a lot of people, it's a big deal. It's also wireless uh, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. But, um, you know, I think Kia has my second favorite um, infotainment system, mm-hmm. uh, the Uvo, because it's just so easy to use. Right. Um, I'm, I'm in a vehicle. I'm in a different vehicle this week, and it, the infotainment is not as easy to use, and I get right. frustrated. Right, I do um, too. So, I, yeah. So I really appreciate that uh, the the fact that you know when a vehicle like a Kia has a, a one, and the Kia brand, you know, you come in, get in the K5, drive for a while, you outgrow it, you can easily move into like a Sorento or mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the Telluride if you can find one, right? Yeah. Good luck with that. I I just had an interview <laughs> with James Bell. And we were talking about the new Sportage, which that interview's coming up after a year done. And we were talking about the Telluride. And he says, Dave, I just don't understand it. He says, I don't understand the draw. Because he said, personally, he wasn't, you know, the looks were okay, but he wasn't sold on it. And I think that's what's selling the you-know-what out of this Kia Telluride, is you cannot get them. But yet the Hyundai... The Hyundai Palisade, you can get them all day long. I know. He's lagging behind. And, you know, I've told several of my friends that have called me and said, hey, I really want to tell you, right? can you help me? And I'm like, no, there's nothing I can do. And and I'll mention to them, I'm like, you know, go check out the, the Palisade. It's a sister vehicle. Right. You can get them a lot easier. And they're like, no, no, I want to tell you, right? I like the way it looks better. I know. The thing is, for a family vehicle, because yeah. for someone like me that has 11 and 13-year-old, they now have friends that want to ride with them, oh. like soccer practice or basketball practice, for the features, for the price, I know. They just they made the Telluride irresistible, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was Kia, I'd be I'd be uh, tempted to like shut down production on something else that's less popular for a while and just yeah. kind of catch up with the demand. But you know, that, know, that's a good point. Well, and I talked to James, and he says, "Dude, he says we're trying to crank out as many as we can, but you know, we still got the chip issue, and we still got just basically parts parts issues. You know, trying to get them to the different plants to build them, but." Uh, so what was the price? What was the price range on the K five again on the GT? Well, um, so the one that I had, uh, let me pull up my notes again. I think I just closed them. Um, the one that, that I had was like around thirty five thousand yeah. seven hundred five. I think the 
base for the model I had was 31. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I think you can go lower if you're not looking. I mean, this is the GT, which right. is top of the line. So, yeah, 35.705 for mine. Right. Um, you know, and they're, wait, they're made in uh, West Point, Georgia. Yep. Good old Georgia. No, that's yeah. great. Great little car. So if you're looking for a nice little four-door bang around that it's got some performance, uh, K5 would be not a bad choice. Great color combination, great interiors. And Good fuel economy, 27 combined, 32 yeah. highway, 24 city. I mean, right now that's that's a big thing, and you got to wonder if uh, SUV and truck sales like the Raptor that you're currently driving are going to start uh, – sales are going to start suffering because the, the gas prices – I just, it was over a half a tank left because I never go below half a tank. And it was $78. Wow. See? See? $4.79 a gallon. So I don't want to. And I know hear, how conservative you were driving. So that was probably with you hypermiling. You went through half a tank. I don't want to hear anything out of you and your prices in Texas because they're nothing compared to the insanity <laughs> in California. <laughs> In Northern Cal, it's up to seven and eight. A gallon? I hate to tell you, girl, because what happens in California is coming across the United States. I'm just pre-warning you. I mean, I it's, guess electric bikes are going to be the hottest Christmas gift this year, then, huh? I'm here to tell you, and I'm just and I, I had an opportunity to go someplace last night and, and yesterday afternoon, and it was like two hours out to the desert. No. Had a plan to go someplace <laughs> last night? No. I mean, I'm just not. I mean, unless you're paying me a lot of money, I ain't leaving because it's crazy. But still like yeah, dri- still like yeah. driving still like driving cars. Uh, yeah, but the, you know the thing is, it's not just going to be for people fueling up their cars. I mean, that that goes across the board. So shipping rates go up for the holidays, oh, yeah. groceries go up, and and you got to heat effects, you so. got to heat your house because it's going to be a cold one this year. So go trade in your SUV for a sedan like the Kia. Kia uh, there you go. There you go, girl after my own heart. All right, hey, say hi to all the family, and we'll talk to you next week. How do people follow you around? Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. Uh, FocusDailyNews.com or Facebook.com backslash YAK Radio. All right, take care. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, another interview, but this time with James Bell from Kia talking about the sportage. You're going to love it. Right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Weather Machine. You're looking for a good quality AC and heating service? Well, you can't beat Weather Machine. Family-owned and operated. Uh, They're over on Bond Avenue. They've got three generations in the business, and they have their own sheet metal shop, so they can build anything and everything you need for your system. Weather Machine, give them a call, 619-443-9974. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ for a great discount. All you have to do is ask. That's Weather Machine, 619-443-9974, or go to weathermachineswithans.net. And John's Automotive Care, 6267 Riverdale Street in San Diego. Go to John's with an S, San Diego Auto Repair.com, 619-280-9315. They're NAP Auto Care, ASC certified. It's all good when you go to John. All right, let's take a listen to James Bell. All right. Hey, guess what, folks? I got my good buddy James Bell. He's a big dog over there at Kia. And we did a virtual uh uh, show last week on the 2022 Sportage, and I got to tell you, I was so impressed with it. I had to reach out to James and, and give him a call because there is so much new with the new 2022 Sportage. There's no way I can remember it all. So I thought I'd get encyclopedia, <laughs> Mr. Bell. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I've been called much worse, so thank you. I, I accept that. No problem at all. Hey, being an old journalist, I mean, you can handle it. So, sure. tell us about the Sportage. I mean, I, I, I am to- and I, folks, I know you think I'm blowing smoke, but I am totally amazed. Every year, Kia comes out with bigger and better. I don't know where they get it. I don't know what box they pull it out of, but the Sportage could be the vehicle of 2022. Tell us about it. 
Well, you know, it's interesting you say because I, I was talking to some um, uh, journalists just the other day, and we were saying what vehicle is the, to use a term, the 911 of Kia? What is what is our car that really defines what Kia is for, for many people's, you know, thoughts? And I was leading towards the Kia Soul as being what people kind of connect to. But uh, the argument was back at me was, no, it's, it's kind of more the Sportage. And when you think back now, the Sportage has been in, uh, was one of the first two cars on sale in the U.S., uh, what, 27 years ago now. And this, uh, the one we just introduced that you referenced is the uh, fifth generation. And, yeah, I think in many ways it is kind of what people think of when they think of Kia. And what we're excited about is, as you kind of alluded to here, is that we've taken this this very iconic um, model line, but done bigger and bolder with it. And in fact, when you see one in a parking lot next to, especially potentially next to the current generation Sportage, number one, from a design perspective, it's just a whole another another universe, but also from a, just a, uh, an overall size and, and utility space. It's just, um, you know, it, it's a lot of cars that get really interesting designs. You lose some of the utility. Here we're able to make a car that looks the business but still delivers everything you need from a vehicle, you know, this kind of small to compact to midsize uh, crossover space, which is, as you know, Dave, that's where the business is these days. Well, absolutely. I mean, you can make it as glitzy as you like, but if the consumer can't use it as a tool. Right, right. And I don't mean that negatively, but they want it to be a tool, but they also want to look good going down the road in it. And that's a thin, fine line. You know, do we take do we take a millimeter out of the rear to, to do the B pillar or the C pillar or the D? No. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a real, real thin, line, fine line between what the consumer wants and what the what you guys could, you know, perceive that the consumer wants. But I think, you know, you guys have really got, I think you've got your, your, your thumb on the heartbeat of the, of the consumer. I mean, yeah. look at the sales of the Sportage. Oh, well, yeah, in this last year of it, last full year, it's our, our number two uh, model in the lineup. So, you know, it, it, and this is, what, six years after the launch? So that, that doesn't happen very often. And, and, again, I think it's just something that people, they know and expect from Kia, great value, great reliability, durability, all that kind of stuff. Those are almost becoming foregone conclusions when it comes to the Kia brand. But, but what, where we kind of really able to step up a little stronger is on the design and now especially with the new sportage on the refinement and handling side you know we're we're using this new n3 platform underneath it which is the same one that you see underneath the sport uh, sorry the sorrento uh the carnival the k5 which is known to be a great uh, dynamic machine so you've got you know kind of the how do i guess you could say that the sport part of the sportage word is really starting to amplify and be more than just the design but actually the 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 what it what it delivers and not just on road you know we're doing a couple exciting new versions also uh the x pro and the uh x line which are two um special versions of the sportage that we worked really hard with korea to get through which are kind of leaning towards you know i, I think one of the the elements culturally from the pandemic has been people just more identifying with the spirit of getting away from it all you know, whether it means that we, you know, we, we live through uh, quarantines and, 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 you know, having to entertain ourselves more by ourselves or with our family. And the idea of getting out on the road and, and, and finding a trail, not, not rock crawling necessarily, not, you know, doing Moab or something that you could only take a Jeep to, but just being confident, whether it's out into up in the mountains in snow or, uh, you know, some, some off-roading uh, in a local park or reserve. It, it's just, I think something in our cultural psyche has been lit where we want to identify with that go anywhere spirit. It was already popular, but now I think it's a little deeper. And so uh, we're pretty excited to have both the X line and the X pro, which are bringing this little, little more aggressive uh, off-road aesthetic to the sport is that it wouldn't have been seen in the previous generation. You know, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I, I and yeah. you see more people, I mean, you see more people on the road than ever before. And, you know, and they don't even care about the gas prices. They're on the road. Yep, absolutely. And and think about, like, the, the whole overlanding uh, trend. You know, that is people are loading up their vehicles and 
I mean, making them ready to go across the Sahara Desert. <laughs> but yeah. meanwhile, they're, you know, they're, they're driving to Irvine. So, uh, but, but they like the look of it. They like the way it, what it says about themselves, and they like that spirit of adventure. And I think that's what's uh, exciting about this next Sportage. It's going to not only deliver what people expect from Sportage, which is, you know, comfortable on-road, family, uh, Costco running, <clears throat> but then also uh, have this next level of spirit, which it was kind of what would not have been assigned to the previous generations, but we think it comes strong in this new generation. I totally agree. Talk a little bit about the Nightfall. Oh, yes, the Nightfall. So this is uh, you know something we started with these, um, the Telluride, or as we like to say inside the company, the Celluride, because the darn thing is still sold out, has been since uh, it was launched in February of 2019, which is just crazy when you think about it. Uh, yeah. But the Nightfall would be basically what you know you like to call our, our blacked out versions, where you do the chrome and black, black wheels, black logo, just really kind of uh, give it an air of, um, of mystery. And that's, you know, we, we'd be lying if we didn't say we were kind of catching up with a trend, but it's one that really seems to resonate with people that you wouldn't expect. I mean, look around in, you know, uh, typical little suburban neighborhoods, and you see a lot of these uh, vehicles that have this more kind of, uh, I don't know, Darth Vader kind of look to it. Yeah. And so we're excited to, you know, the Nightfall version of the Telluride has been a huge success. We followed it up into the Sorrento, sold out, and now we're going to do it again with Sportage, and we're expecting the same. All right. I, I know this is – we're talking about the Sportage, but what the hell is going on with the Telluride? What, <laughs> what did you do? I mean, I don't even think you know what you guys did to make this thing sell as as much as it is. Am I, am I right? I don't think you really know. Well – Dave, it's just you and I, right? Nobody's listening, right? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, I, I will be honest with you. When I first got my hands on one in Korea, uh, I said to myself, well, it, it drives fantastic. Very, uh, you know, it's not sporting per se, but very, um, uh, what's the word, like coordinated, very uh, in a kind of an athletic kind of, you know, it's like, like the vehicle does yoga. It's strong but lean and ready to go. So. Yeah. Um, I knew that part from driving it, but from a design side, uh, candidly, I wasn't, I, I wasn't sold. I thought it was fine, but I didn't think it was going to capture what it, what it's done. So yeah, it's, it is really just embodied what people seem to be looking for in that kind of vehicle. And then on top of it with the Kia reputation for value and, and, uh, you know, durability and, and so forth. So it's, um, it, it's just, it's, a, it's crazy. I mean, we're hearing stories of people buying one uh drive you know at msrp or higher driving it for a year 18 months and then selling it at a profit and then the dealer selling it for more than they sold it for new i mean it's just that hot of a product in the lineup and or i should say in the industry and and again it's been on sale for a better part of uh two and a half years now it's it's just it's really crazy but we couldn't be happier i know and but see i have to disagree when i first seen it i okay. felt love with it it had that it had that that muscular stance look yeah. out here i come front back side i don't care what angle you looked at it and i've talked to a lot of people and they have said the same thing the first thing that right. caught their eye was the look that in your face i can do whatever you want me to do let's go well okay so i guess that's why the business is fun because while the look was fine for me it yeah. was the drive that really caught it. Well, so I guess if you get people that love the look and then they drive it, well, yep. I guess that's why it sold out. It's a bonus. Hey, did you run the Rebel this year? <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. We put uh, two fantastic teams together, um, and, and we put them into uh, very lightly modified to keep in, in, in the class of uh, plug-in hybrid versions of our Sorento. And very proud to say that uh, our two teams came in second and third, just nipped out by uh, the first place team. Uh, in fact, if, we, if one of our teams didn't get uh, caught in a bit of a snowstorm in, in a particular little canyon out there in the middle of nowhere, probably would have captured uh, number one and number two. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the plug-in Sorrento, which is going to be going on sale here probably in the next few weeks, uh, really proved its mettle out there with Rebel. Well, I my radio show here in town, uh, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Dirt Radio, we, uh, we entered a vehicle, my oh, co-host, bought a vehicle, and she should have gotten the award 
for towing the most people out of the sand. <laughs> Took her from 24th out of 52, first time doing it, would have put her in the top 10. So if you're looking for a new uh, drive team, you let me know, and I'll hook you up with Audrey and Nicole because I think, I mean, because that girl, she has lived in the desert since she was a kid, and nobody okay. knows winch and use a hijacker. You know, no offense, but a lot of the girls out there didn't know what a hijacker was if it hit him in the head. <laughs> well, that count me into that. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's no way I no way would I ever do that event. Hey, James, it's always good talking to you, man. I, I look forward to seeing you eyeball to eyeball. Yes, uh, uh, by the way, if you'd like, <clears throat> have your uh, two teams contact me, and mm. I'm more than happy to give them uh, airtime on how the event went, especially since they ran so high up in the uh, in the ratings, yep. and put that on the Motorsport Show. I will do so. Appreciate that, David. Take care. Hey, welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961-1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by, I have no idea, what did I do with my paperwork? Sitting here talking off We've here with our guests you. coming in. Well, let me see. Oh, I know where it's at. It's right underneath here. So I'm going to do the calendar because it's been a while. Uh, Convoy Auto Repair right up there in Kearney Mesa. Dave and his team do an awesome job. Napa Auto Care, AC certified. Master technicians, check them out. Go to convoyautorepair.com and bumper dot Kearney Mesa right next door. Scratches, dings, and dents. Maybe you got a lease vehicle. You need to get it back in because it has to go back to the lease company. Well, there was a clause you signed on the back of that contract. And it stated that if you did not, uh, you know, take that vehicle in and get that all spiffied up, you're going to pay. All right. Let's talk car calendar because, you know, it's we're hot and heavy. Car shows are just literally off the charts right now, which is good. So the every uh, every day of the week show, every Wednesday, you've got a breakfast group at El Cajon at Bonnie's. And if you haven't been to Bonnie's under new ownership, really good food, great breakfast, haven't done lunch there. But that's every Wednesday at 8 a.m. And then also every Wednesday, Cajon Classic Cruise, that's in the evening. And I think I take that back to final. Looks like it was last Wednesday, so scratch that. Uh, then Ramona, uh, American Graffiti, that's every Thursday. They start at 6 p.m. And then uh, at Donut, Derelicts in Huntington Beach, that's every Saturday. I know a lot of people go up to that. Also every Saturday, Rods and Relics in Bonzel. It's at the Z Cafe on Highway 76 and Mission Road. I always want to go up there and try that. I haven't done it. Dunkers and Clunkers, that's in Bonita, right behind the Arco Station, right off Bonita Road. That's every Saturday. And then Poinsettia Village Shopping Center, Cars and Coffee in Carlsbad, starts at 7 a.m. every Saturday. Oceanside Cruisers Breakfast, also in Oceanside every Saturday, starts at 8.30 at the Start Fresh Cafe. South Orange County Cars and Coffee in San Clemente, it's at the outlets of San Clemente every Saturday, starts about 9 o'clock. Car Folks Sunday, that's at El Cajon at American Retro, uh, 245 East Main Street, every Saturday, 8 a.m. And Cars and Coffee at Kit Carson Park, which I always thought was a great place. That's on Sunday. So is the Cars Folks Sunday. Sorry about that. And then uh, Cars and Coffee Kit, at Kit Carson Park every Sunday at 8 a.m. So let's take a look and see what's coming up. Uh, twenty on eleven nineteen to the twenty first, the twenty fourth, Speedway Motors Southwest Nationals in Scottsdale, Arizona. So go to good oh good guys, go figure. And then of course into December twelve five, Pomona Swap Meet and Classic Car Meet. That's at the Fairplex. I haven't been to that and probably won't because I don't need any more stuff. Twelve twelve. Long Beach High Performance Show and Swap Meet 
up there as well. So those are just a couple of the highlights of car shows coming up. But, you know, it's the old saying, you got to drive them. So make sure you go to all the events. Got Brittany in the house with her mm. special guest. Oh, my God. Why don't you give us a little preview of who <laughs> we're going to have Holy cow. We have a heavy hitter. Yes, oh, my God. Let's see. We've got working and racing in the motorcycle industry, uh, radio personality. I learned that X. the last time, time he was here. X, he says. Um Writer, producer, director of both film and television, mm-hmm. author, and uh, currently a host of podcasts. Are you producing it as well? Do I, do I talk? I don't, give me a yes or a no nod. No, I better put the headset no, on. And, no, you can talk. It helps. <laughs> it makes for better communication. It is a talk show after all. Yeah. Sort of, kind of. Are you producing those podcasts as yes. well? Yes. And then I hope in the next hour he confirms or denies the rumor that he was a stunt performer. Oh, you know it's true. Uh, we have the one, the only, Mr. Peter Starr. I mean, you, you've read the book. You know it's true. <laughs> I want to hear more book? about it. Did, I want to hear did more. Did you read the book cover um, to cover? I love pictures. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> this picture's in there. Yes, there are awesome that's pictures. That's a school teacher for yeah. you. Yes. Uh, no, it's wonderful. But I, I just was like... Stunt performer in the yeah. 90s, I believe. Nine years, yeah. 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 I did not know that. S- and he can still walk upright. Yeah, he did. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you're a stunt, see, that was something I always wanted to do when I was a little kid. I wanted to be a stunt driver in the worst way to the point where I would take cars and crash them into things at speed. On purpose? Sure. Wreck some beautiful cars. Rolled one down a motorcycle hill climb sideways like 13 times with no seatbelt and forgot the spare tire was in the back. Did it hit you in the back of the Beat head? the living you-know-what out of me. <laughs> and then I, tr- then I took a car and tried to go through a doorway that was eight inches narrower than the car. No. At about 70. And I had a Plymouth emblem embossed on my chest for like months. No seatbelts. I- Can you give me an age here? Uh, teens. Okay. 16. Did 17. we have our license at the time? Sort of, kind of. No? Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, we used to sneak <laughs> out in the middle of the night in our bug-eyed Sprite and our MGA and our TD, and we would terrorize. Yeah, we sounds be, like you would terrorize. We were going to be raising car drivers. But. So, Peter Starr, I believe, it was planned, and he was paid. Yeah, your stunts were motorcycles. It was yeah, on, on all, all motorcycles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was paid, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that did the jump and Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, the guy did that was Bud Eakins. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Steve yeah. McQueen really, 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 really wanted to do that jump. But the contract wouldn't let him do it. Oh, the insurance company wouldn't let him. Right. Yeah. Well, contract insurance. They yeah. nobody wanted him to do it, and he was forever trying to sneak out and go racing, whether it be motorcycle. Have you ever been down to our automotive museum? No. They have a collection of Steve McQueen's bikes. Oh. Huh. You would. In fact, I think you would really, really enjoy that. It's in Balboa auto- Park, isn't it? Yeah, it's right there next to the Air and Space. Yeah. I've, I've heard of it, but I've never been well there. Well worth going in. And, and by mm. the way, good news. Good news. Thanks to, it looks like, King Ampour. Oh, know, yeah? He's going to sponsor a once-a-month San Diego Automotive Museum radio show. Oh, nice. So Lenny's going to come in once a month, thanks to the King. And we're going to do updates and, and you know, events that are going on at the museum which hour uh one to two one to two the yak radio mm-hmm, one so mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to that oh, that'll be nice that should be pretty cool and joseph luciano is going to be on next uh next week i think or the week after he had it i, I was blown away because you know i don't really track who watches our show mm-hmm. just on instagram that he posted thirty-five thousand people watched Really? Yeah, that's what I said. Wow, that's, I mean, you know, considering we do no basic promotions of the shows, you know, it's kind of void of Well, it helps when we have Peter Starr in studio. Well, no, that doesn't (laughs) hurt either. You know, but I don't, I don't track him. I know you don't track him. I don't even know how. I'm not really (laughs) up to date on how. I just come and look. I but, just enjoy talking racing with well, you. Well, yeah, I know, people. I know. <laughs> Brendan, can, Brendan can probably track it better than I yeah, can Yeah, he's the it. youth around here. Because I don't have a clue. He's the birthday boy, too. I know. He had a happy birthday, and he went to a movie. And he's walking the hall. He's not even hearing this. He went to the movie <laughs> with his fiance, 
And whatever the movie was, for the first five minutes in, both of them sound asleep. Are you serious? And the usher had to wake him up at the end of the movie. So now he's bummed because he does. That's kind of. He paid for his sleep. He paid. He paid. Yeah. Um, well, if you go to those really, young? if you go to those real fancy theaters where you can oh, eat and you drink, lounge and drink, yeah, they tell you, I'll give you a blanket, but you're going to go to sleep. <laughs> and sure enough, you know that's usually what happens. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a quick break because Racer Radio is right around the corner. On FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 